Hello, and welcome back to Undiscovered. You guys, first of all, I had a dream last night, one of those dreams where I woke up and I was like, wait, are me and my mom like in a fight because we got in a fight in my dream? And now I just feel bad because like I saw her this morning and I was expecting us to like get into it. And she was just like, hey, like everything was completely fine. And I realized as I just hit record that I had a dream that my podcast, like one of the episodes just went viral and like blew up, got like thousands of views or thousands of listens. And I was so excited to tell her and she was like, oh my God, I think that's my fault. Like I accidentally bought bots. for this one episode and I was furious I like wouldn't talk to her in my dream I was like mom why the fuck would you do that okay lo and behold my podcast is still extremely mediocre we haven't blown up yet you guys but I guess this whole trend right now is like the salulu is to be delulu and I'm like I'm just gonna delusionally put that out there because I just want to have a conversation with everybody's heart and soul in the world that I adore and appreciate. Not everybody. You know what? I take that back. There are so many people that I would love to talk to that like, I got to get this podcast off the ground in order for them to be like, yes, I will come on your podcast, aka Glennon Doyle, Brene Brown, and Sarah Perel. Okay. So um, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I have not taken my Vyvanse yet, and I'm sure that that is very evident right now in this really long intro. This episode is actually something that I recorded, I wanna say December, 2022 or January, 2023, at the very beginning of this year. And obviously had no idea how things would end up, had no idea that I would end up in Chicago halfway through the year. And I was listening back because this was a live coaching episode for Vanessa McNeil's podcast, Cracked Open. And I just feel like it's so serendipitous. Like I went back and I listened to that episode and I was like, wow, a lot of the stuff that we were talking about, I've seen it manifest in just a couple months. I think it's a really powerful episode. It's probably one of the most vulnerable episodes. I say that every single time, but obviously that's my true intention with you guys every time. So this one, it's very clear that I was just really in the depths of the messy middle and figuring my shit out. And even though I still feel like I'm in the messy middle, I sort of feel like I am gaining structure and a little more clarity, like I'm coming out of it a little bit more, or I guess I'm embracing it a little bit more. But in this specific time in my life, I was kind of trying to fight it. And that comes through in the episode and I start crying in the episode. I think that there's a lot of great nuggets that Vanessa was able to pull out of me because she's so talented. So I asked her if I could share half the podcast on my podcast for anybody that hadn't listened to that. And then you can listen to the second half on her podcast because her podcast is phenomenal. She does live life coaching. I got to say it was very very powerful. It felt like a very transformative experience for me. And so it's important that I share it and I can listen back on this recording with a lot of love for where I was at in that time in my life. I still harbor a lot of the same feelings that I did even when I was talking. That's why I'm like, I think I'm just embracing that this is where I'm at rather than being on the other side of it. So this isn't really me saying, 
I figured it out because I just posted a reel that was like, can we stop obsessing with before and after? Like I'm in the middle of figuring out my life and I haven't really figured it out yet. But then I'm like, do we ever really figure it out? You know? So Vanessa McNeil is a life coach and national speaker. She has a master of social work and she is the host of Cracked Open Podcast. And I know of Vanessa because she worked with Alyssa as her life coach and the amount of change and transformation that I saw in Alyssa in such a short period of time was so incredible. And when Vanessa started her podcast and wanted to do these one-on-one coaching sessions, I was like, I absolutely want to see what this magician can pull out of me. And I'm so happy that you guys get to experience that as well. So please put your hands, your feet, your rib cage, your toes, your everything, your entire body together for me and Vanessa McNeil trying to embrace the messy middle of my life. I hope you enjoy the episode. I have a guest today by the name of Jamie. She is an actress and influencer out of California. And I'm extremely excited to uh, crack her open today. One of the things that I wanted to start with before we get into that really quickly is to touch on something from the last podcast. If you listen to the last episode, there's this moment when I was talking about um, this realization that I had about my mother and how I knew that she had always loved me. And I, I, as I was processing that episode, I realized that I wanted to also share something in addition that just because we realize that people are in our lives, have done the best that they could to take care of us or to love us in their own way is not always an invitation um, for reentry. And to know that there can be both and it doesn't have to be one or the other, that you can understand that people have loved you in the way that they knew how, whether that be um, something that was good for you or not, and still have the choice to say no. So I wanted to say that to start off, but um, back to Jamie. Um, I'm so happy to have you here. And um, are you ready to get started? Very ready. (laughs) Awesome. So uh, I've never talked to Jamie before. This is the very first conversation that we're having. So this is going to be, um, I, I love interviews like this um, mm-hmm. because I think it brings um, new layers <clears throat> to this that people get to hear. So I would love to know what it is that you'd like coaching support with today. I was thinking about this and I guess I can't decide between two areas of my life that always seem to collide and um, that I always sort of need coaching on. Sure. Uh, But I think relationships is one and career is one. And those are two things that I want very deeply. Um, And a lot of times it feels like they can't exist simultaneously because the passion gets mixed up and I want to be able to be in a healthy, stable relationship and be at the top of my game in a, in my career. And sometimes I'm, well, often I really struggle with how to balance that. Yeah. So whatever you take from that, (laughs) 
Yeah, totally. So um, to get some clarity about what you're saying, are you talking about intimate relationships or friendships or something else? Yeah. Romantic relationships. Okay. That makes sense. So what you're saying is you feel like it's hard to be the very best partner and the very best actress and influencer at the same time. Yes. Okay, cool. So let's go into it. So what I'm going to ask you to do is close your eyes. I ask all my guests to do this because it helps you turn off your brain and get into your heart. And so if you could do that for me, um, that would be awesome. So what you're saying is that it's hard for you to feel like you could be top, top game, uh, in your career and also in your, your romantic partnership. What feelings come up when you think about that, not being able to be at your best for both? Um, anxiety and insecurity, um, I'm thinking of the feelings wheel in my anti-anxiety workbook right now, going through those things. Um, maybe a little bit of inadequacy, fear, worry, and honestly, desperation, which I have a lot of shame around that word um, because I've identified with it and it, it feels like it has a negative connotation. So, Yeah. And thanks for sharing that. One of the things that I'm wondering is when you, when you say or think about being at the top of your game or the best at both, what does that really mean to you? Feeling like I am creating positive momentum in the right direction. And like, I'm um, close to myself. Like, I think when I feel the most, when I feel at the top of my game, whether it be an acting class or bookings or or whatever, um, or I have a good taping, an audition, I think I feel, I think that it feels the most right in my body when it connects me to like my younger self. Um, I've always said that I love acting because it, feels like I am doing this dance with like my six-year-old with the six-year-old Jamie that like lives inside me that is kind of loose and free and just wants to play and a lot of that is mirrored I think in romantic relationships too but it's got to be healthy ones and a lot of times I'll Um, I think I've read this quote somewhere and I totally believe it because I I feel it in friendships, but I feel like I am looking for that in a romantic partner, somebody that kind of highlights and makes it easier to like love myself. And, And at the risk of sounding vain and narcissistic, I do feel like a lot of times, like I want to be able to do that for somebody else too. Like I want to help them realize like how easy they are to love. Mm. you know and I have been working on this for a long time I've been in therapy for a long time and so I do feel like I'm at this place in my life where I'm like 
damn, Jamie, you're so fucking cool. And of course, like I say this in acting class a lot. And also, Vanessa, feel free to cut me off. I always joke with people. I'd never stop talking. Um, <laughs> never, 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 never. But uh, I said this in acting class. I was like, I think I am so wildly talented and I have so much more to learn all in the same breath. And I feel that way, like in every facet of my life. Hmm. Yeah. I love that. So what I'm hearing you say is that you're in this career that gives you a lot of joy that really mm -hmm. connects you with the essence of who you are. It brings you yeah. a sense of home. It gives you this freedom of expression and it feels good to you. Yeah. And so what you brought up is feeling like there's something getting in the way of this. So tell me why more about like that. I don't know why I feel like crying. That's okay. I'm like trying not to judge myself, but I have a hard time. But I'm like, I want to be able to cry on screen like this. So just let it happen, Jamie. Um, yeah. And, and I think um, I'm going to interrupt you there uh, yeah. around. Don't uh, try to just allow yourself to yeah to not judge can you repeat the question <laughs> of course yeah so i had asked you 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 didn't say this uh verbatim but i'm mm -hmm. um feeling into what you've said so far and it sounds like there's something getting in the way of that so tell me more about that there's something getting in the way of this freedom that you have in your career for relationships or just relationships because that's what you initially um mm -hmm. brought up yeah um I feel like you know I can be a little love addicty sometimes <laughs> again I hate the labels um and I've worked on this a lot so much of my younger 20s was like I just want to know what love feels like and I don't care who's loving me. Mm. So much of my later 20s has been who and how someone's loving me is so important. And so I often feel like I can intellectualize a lot of things so much better than I could when I was younger. And I understand the dynamics of relationships so much better, but I often feel like my mind well and I should say I mean I have anxiety and OCD and I'm on medication for OCD and the biggest part of what I struggle with with OCD is not actually like having a clean room or anything like that but it's mostly intrusive thoughts and so and a lot of that stems from I would say relationships um it can happen in friendships but the most that it happens is probably romantic relationships and I will let the other person sort of consume my mind and that space is so sacred when you're trying to do something else and and like compartmentalize like I can like I want to work on showing up for myself in my life and not having the relationship be my whole day or, or thinking about what they could be thinking about or when are they going to text me or shit like that 
And it's interesting even saying this out loud because the last relationship that I was in, once it got to this point of stability and you are my boyfriend and I'm your girlfriend, those thoughts kind of went away. And so I guess the most that this really happens to me is like when I'm single and dating Mm. and everything is unstable and it also mirrors like, you know, all of the insecurities that happen with acting when you're auditioning and nobody has chosen you yet. And Mm. I know, and like, I'm in this space in my life where, and I've been saying this for the past year, this has been such an interesting in-between period where like you, like you want one part of your life to kind of land and everything is so fucking up in the air that like, I am being forced to choose myself every damn day. And that's fucking hard. Um, I don't know if I'm making sense at all right now, but yeah, you are. And I think it's you learning how to be okay with it. Not making sense to other people is going to be a part of your process. Um, because you're, that question is you're trying to get into my brain when you just shared something so vulnerable and so wholehearted about yourself. And that is the expression that matters most, not that I understand it. Yeah. I'm always like wanting people to understand where I'm coming from because I never want to rub people the wrong way or people. I have no control over how you're going to how you are going to interpret what I'm saying or understand the meaning of what I'm saying. And I know that that's still a hard truth for me to accept. Yeah, totally. And I think when you're worried about how other people are going to intake what you share, it holds you back from sharing too. Yeah. That's kind of like entire life on social media. (laughs) Yeah. Walking on eggshells, expressing, yourself in a way that you feel like is consumable to other people when it's not actually the fullness of who you are oh my god that's I mean Alyssa and I talk about this all the time that's the thing I think like you just hit the nail on the head like I love social media and I still want to be able to do it even alongside an acting career but it does feel like I I'm constantly in my head. I'm wanting to clarify. Oh, well, I hope you understood that I was being sarcastic with this caption, or I I hope you don't think that I'm like super cheesy for sharing this. And it's like, fuck dude, just fuck it. Like, I just want to let things roll off my fucking shoulder a little bit more with everything. Yeah. And that's a practice. Yeah. And it takes courage to be able to do that over and over again. It's like a yeah. muscle. You, you shared a lot. Um, of, of <laughs> I told very, you I would. <laughs> no, I love this. This is what this is about. And yeah. you talked about um, these feelings of uh, safety that are important to you that you're um, wanting from your career and from a romantic relationship that hasn't necessarily given you the or hasn't given you the uh, confirmation of that yet. Yeah. Tell me more about that. It's really hard for me to exist in limbo. I've always joked about this with my friends and I know I'm not the only one, but the whole like 
dating game of not knowing whether someone is going to choose you. You know, I'm also on that other side of do I choose them? But I think even as like, I mean, women were conditioned to enter into relationships being like, will a man choose me? And I often feel that generational trauma in my body sometimes when I'm entering into new relationships where I'm like constantly having, having, have, blah, blah, blah. I'm constantly having to remind myself that this is my decision too. And I have to do that with acting too, where I'm reading scripts and I'm like, I don't want to tell this story so mm. often about, about a story. Like I, I auditioned for something where the girl couldn't help herself, but have sex with this really toxic like it was like a 50 shades of gray type thing and I was like I am not telling another fucking story about a woman who has no power and this man who is so toxic and so shitty to her that and she can't help but fu- like no those are not the stories that I even give a fuck about telling and nobody in the industry is valuing me yet but I still am like I I, I don't want that like I didn't I don't want to be an actor just to be on your TV screen and show you how good of an actor I am. Like, I want to be an actor to connect with people and to tell stories that are perspective changing and like mind bending. Like, that's the kind of stuff that inspires me. And so, I mean, I just started, I mean, the solution to that is I just started writing a pilot and it is a story that I want to tell, but I'm like, it's like, I'm at the begin I hate being at the beginning of things where the beginning of my acting career and it's not even necessarily the very very beginning because I have worked before but I still am in a place where I'm not getting offers and I'm not getting to choose the kinds of material I work on we are taught as actors to be like hey you be grateful for what you get because everybody wants to be you and Mm -hmm. and if you think about that in terms of romantic relationships, I would never say, hey, be grateful for what you get because most men suck. I hate that. But we're told that as women. Just be grateful that he even is paying attention to you because most men suck. And I, mm. I don't – that's not the kind of fucking relationship that I want. That was – I mean, I love, love, love a person that is close to me in my life. But, like, even she – I don't know. I'm protected. I mean, my mom, my mom is the fucking best and I'm obsessed with her. I also know that this is what people say before they're about to drop a thing that this person said that they, that you probably (laughs) won't love. Um, (laughs) but I just remember her saying like, after my ex being like, you know, there's not a lot of good guys out there and, and he's a good guy. And I was like, but that's not enough for me. And like, thank you for that piece of advice. But I'm not, and I'm going to leave that to you. Like, I don't, I'm not going to take that home with me because that's, I I don't know. I see relationships around me that, that do feel really fulfilling. And obviously you don't know what goes on behind closed doors, but Glennon Doyle always says like, imagine your truest and most beautiful life. And what does that look like? And I would like to believe that I can find that for myself and there are people out there that are like yeah it's hard relationships are hard but like I know that this is my person or 
I know. And like, I know that with acting where I'm like, yeah, this is really hard and soul crushing at times, but I know there's not beyond a shadow of a doubt that that's what I'm supposed to be doing. And I'd like to feel that about the person that I end up with, you know? Right. So you're in this, you're in this waiting. You're yes, in this. I have, yeah. I've been in a waiting room for so long and I feel like I'm slowly dying and then being rebirthed and then dying. It's, I mean, like I, and and my roommate, my best friend of six years, moved out to Nashville. I'm frequently more alone than I've ever been. And at 6 p.m. when we used to sit on the couch together and watch TV and I felt the comfort of another body next to me, I now find myself crying almost every night at 6 p.m. alone. <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot of – oh, go ahead. No, yeah, because I don't want to – it's just really hard for me to be alone especially in this like period of um of like waiting for my life to show up for me. Hmm. Yeah. Sorry. Don't be sorry. You don't have to judge the tears and the know. the raw emotions that are showing up. I think it's an indication of the level of sadness that you feel and that's okay. I'm like I haven't really been able to cry and I like this just feels cathartic right now because I've been like needing to yeah that's okay so thank you of course I think all of this is so um important in your evolution as a person because there's a reflection that's being mirrored in two parts of your life. Yeah. And it's coming from you. It's coming from this inner dialogue and this inner story that you've told yourself or that someone's told you about you. Right? Yeah. Can you expand on that? Yeah, I think that, and I've thought a lot about how how I was going to word this, but I really believe that life is mirroring back to us the internal like the deep subconscious and internal processes that we have about ourselves yeah um it's it's like this this longing that you feel that brings about these feelings of desperation or inadequacy or uh, fear have existed in you and they're being mirrored out in different parts of your life like your career and your your intimate relationships yeah. because I feel like on a mental level you're like I, I know I'm awesome like <laughs> I know. so confusing yeah and you're like I, I know what I have to offer I know what I have to to bring to the table but on an emotional uh energetic even maybe spiritual level you don't fully believe that and yeah. life is providing you materially the storyline that you feel within yourself that you haven't fully resolved yet and I in no way mean that we always have to like fully see ourselves as the highest grandest vision to have that um, given to us externally but I want to tap into to your intuition and see if that and what and what I just explained would be true for you 
Yeah. <clears throat> um, I wonder if it like ebbs and flows. Like, I feel particularly vulnerable today, given just like circumstances in my life. And then I know that I have felt genuinely so on top of the, not on top of the world, but so in my body and so good in the past. And I would say probably for like a year after I broke up with my ex. And then the year after of, okay, I'm, I'm still alone is kind of where I started to maybe regress or crumble a little bit more. And it's interesting because it's like I could say I feel desperate in one breath, but then every person that's come in my life so far, I have sort of ended things or broken up with pretty quickly after knowing that it wasn't right. And it's like I'm desperate for this thing that I haven't really been able to get yet, Mm. but not desperate enough that I can settle for what I know isn't that wow that's deep so there's this foundational level of understanding of like i really want this thing but i've learned through experience enough what delving into that is going to give me it's going to take me further away so you you have this process where through experience you've learned like that's not the way yet there's still this longing in you and i also want to share that that longing is like so normal and that that desire in your heart is there for a reason because it belongs to you and it's interesting I'm curious if how old are you if you don't mind me asking 28 ah the good old Saturn (laughs) return have you heard of Saturn return before no because I like I know prefrontal cortex develops at 25 and man oh man like at 27, I felt like this is the year and 28. I'm like, oh man, this is not oh, the year. Wow. No. Okay. That makes so much sense. So yeah. Um, I don't need to get into a huge like astrology lesson because I'm not an astrologer, but I do okay. know enough to share that um, every 28 to 30 years, um, everyone on the planet goes through a Saturn return and oh, you're in the midst of that. And it's interesting (laughs) that you use the word crumbling because that's exactly what the Saturn return represents. It's basically this storyline in your life that you've carried. It, it comes back around every 28 years and, and Saturn is asking you, it's like begging you to answer the question. Is this part of my identity serving me um or not and if it's not I'm going to shake your life up so much that it's going to cause it to crumble and all the things that aren't meant for you or aligned with where you're going moving forward are going to just fall off and completely deteriorate what's showing up for you as you hear that my whole episode is just going to be crying (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) I'm a, I'm a Taurus, uh, Scorpio moon, Libra rising. I don't know if that checks for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, 
yeah, that's exactly like where that's like exactly where I'm at. Yeah. In my life. Like I've noticed pe- people leaving um man a lot of um loss a lot of loss like and no one's died but like just like reshaping too you know like this is the first year I'm not going home during the holidays and um partially because I I got a dog who's you know what they say I rescued her but really it's probably the other way around (laughs) but like home means something different at this age Mm -hmm. watching my parents means something different at this age seeing who my brother is is so different at this age my friendships that had a foundation that now feels shaky you know like and and on the contrary there are other friendships that have really been able to blossom because it is so clear that we're aligned and speaking the same language and wanting to move forward together and I you know Alyssa your last guest is one of those people and it's been beautiful to share these moments with and so there's like a lot of rebirth happening too but yeah I mean losing my best friend who's moved out here with me and is now in a different city like and was my essentially partner in life like (laughs) besides anything romantic I mean that was a little more like earth bending than I anticipated totally in the the gift and what the gift that Saturn brings is that it's it brings things to the surface like it brings things to the surface so intensely that it forces you to feel them fully so that you can really understand what this inner emotional uh process has been like for you like the the departure of your friend leaving it's bringing up these this inner narrow inner near narration around um what it means to be by yourself and um what it means to feel inadequate or desperate and your life again is providing you like almost like a movie these different scenes where uh this is being highlight highlighted like that's probably part of the reason why your career feels like it's in stagnation or the romantic relationships feels like they're in stagnation saturn everything. is <laughs> everything yeah because saturn is the saturn return is begging you to figure out who you're going to be without that external stuff that you want so bad are you going to be fully embodied in who you really are first with having with with, before having all the rest are you going to be fully expressed without having the best friend that's going to make those social situations easier for you are you going to be fully embodied in all of the structures of your life without the supporting roles are you going to be that actress that knows who she is before the cast shows up that's what this part of your life is asking it's begging you and it's painful you're in a death cycle right now 
And, and I can speak deeply about this too, because I'm going through my Saturn return too. And it is painful. Oh my God. Yeah. Like that makes me feel less like, I mean, so much of being, of acting for me and movies for me. Cause I, my dad is a huge movie buff. Like I, I like I, I watched, he would find like the most obscure indie films that were like, you know, some statement about life perspective shifting, whatever. And I was like, I want to do this to like feel less alone, to make other people feel less alone, to make me feel less alone. And I just like everything that I ever, the reason that I share so many stories or like that I am so vulnerable with my friends or on this call right now is because I just think it's important for that person that's sobbing on the phone with their therapist to know that like, it doesn't matter where you're at in your life. Like everybody is doing this thing. It's human. It is. But I'm like, if everything I've been doing is to like make me and everybody else feel less alone, why am I struggling so much with, or I just find it interesting that I am really struggling so much with just that sentiment of being alone. Like my whole goal is always to be less alone, less alone. And like, what is like, it's making me question, like, what is, what is the matter with being more alone sometimes? Like what, does like alone mean and I know I'm getting a little existential but like I don't know I alone has just been such a scary word for me for the longest time and like I even wanted to be a singer when I was younger and I remember I grabbed my best friend and I was like well we're gonna do it together I'm not gonna sing alone like we're gonna be in a band together a podcast I don't want to do a podcast alone I want to do a podcast with somebody like I never I didn't want to do my YouTube channel alone I wanted to do it with Lexi Mm -hmm. like I I never want I never want to do this thing alone wow and I and I believe that that is at the core of this experience you're having yeah life is begging you to not abandon yourself when there's nobody else around life is begging you to be fully expressed in who you are and not have that feeling of codependency on someone else being there. It is begging you to be in your fullness so much that there's not room for uh, a, a podcast, another podcast host or another YouTube partner. Life is giving you this situation so that you can be fully in your power. And that doesn't mean that you're not going to go on and and collaborate with other people. But I really believe that in the season of your life, you're being asked to, to be, get comfortable in, in your aloneness so much so that you don't see it as a burden anymore. You see it as a gift. Yeah. What steps do you think you could take in order to get more comfortable with with this experience you're having? Probably start a podcast alone. Because <laughs> I've been wanting to. Does that light does that light you up? Or do you think that's something that you just feel like you have to do? I think I want to write 
alone scares me because like I can get really depressed when I'm alone I can get really in my head as you can see um but I know like in my body that I'm a writer I actually had a psychic tell me one time um that my writing was going to be really successful. It was the only psychic I ever saw. And it's the only thing I ever remembered from what she told me because it just sat in my body as like a truth. Yeah. And I, I think I, yeah, I've, I've, I've gotten external validation that my writing is good, but I, I just think I have, I know I have things to say in unique ways. Um, and I've been wanting to write for a while, but the idea of sitting alone for hours staring at a computer typing has always terrified me. Hmm. But I always wanted to do it, you know? Yeah. I love that. And <laughs> and I'm curious to see like what would materialize from that because I really think that going to the edges of yourself is where you're going to really grow in the ways that you want your career to grow. And and even though you're going to an edge, it still sounds like it's something that is so innate in you. And so it, it's a gift that you already have. Yeah. And it's again, going back to this concept of life, like it, 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 I don't know why I got this scene of like a Sims game. I don't know if you remember Sims. <laughs> of but... course. <laughs> I would always make the two characters fuck like everywhere. I think that's like what I, what we all did when we were 12. We're like, oh my God. <laughs> just to see what happens. For sure. Like that curiosity. I mean, like that was just softcore porn for like every single middle schooler. <laughs> No, seriously, that <laughs> I think it's interesting because the the scene that I got was like this this Sims uh scene where it's like bloop, take out the best friend, bloop, take out like the career opportunities right now, bloop, take out mm -hmm. all of these things so that you're given this gift of getting comfortable being by yourself. And uh and that doesn't mean that you're not gonna uh, reach out to to get help when you feel like you're getting into a depressive place or that yeah. doesn't mean that you're not going to still be surrounded by love um, by people that you know and and you know supportive outlets but I'm yeah. seeing again this this scene where it feels so painful right now but it is a gift that you get comfortable with your fullness because that's what you're going to gift back to other people in these projects that you're talking about. How do you expect other people to fully receive the parts of you that you haven't yet? And it's through this process that you're going through right now that you get to, yeah. to be fully expressed. Um, and so that um, the way that you want it to, re to be received also is there too. But that doesn't matter as much, again, as you fully expressing that yourself and getting comfortable with it.
So before I send you off to Vanessa's Cracked Open podcast to finish the episode, I'm going to end with a piece of writing. This is from my series of letters that I would write to my younger self. Life itself doesn't always need to feel goal-oriented. You are more than your achievements. You think people play sports to win or act for an award or have sex to orgasm. But that's just fluff. We do these things to connect, to belong, to call ourselves a team or a cast or a family. Connection is why we're here. Because one day you'll grow up and realize just how lucky you are to be here. You'll learn this moment when your loved ones reach the finish line. So maybe we all need to stop running towards the damn finish line. If we do that, we are racing towards death. I promise you, all the juiciest moments are on the track. Even if you fall behind a couple times, you're here. You're here. I hate knowing that one day this ends. But what better reminder than that to be so goddamn right here that anything before or after doesn't hold a candle to now. Stay on the track. Love every version of you that you pass. Love, connect, hold hands, love more. Be here, hold tight, let go. Because this is it. No trophy, no award, not even the biggest climax could top the game that got us there. The rest of the episode is available on episode eight of Cracked Open Podcast, and you can skip to 40 minutes, and that's exactly when the second half will start. And we start talking about Saturn return, trusting in your own magnetism. It's really, really powerful. And I highly, highly recommend just binging Cracked Open because Vanessa is so great. Also wild because I just realized that I was episode eight for her podcast. And that was my favorite number when I was a kid. Serendipitous. I love you guys. Thank you so, so much for listening. And I will see you in the next episode.